The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. It's 64 degrees in here. Who sets a thermostat at 64 degrees ever, really? Unless you're going on vacation or something, maybe. Punishment. It seems to me. Live from Studio C. C, Senor. A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. Hey, everybody. Today, some of you coming back to work. We worked yesterday because we care about this country and President's Day. For those of you who didn't work, welcome to the week. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Communists, Islamists, and cartels. Right. What does that um, mean? Among the many people coming across the border, communists, Islamists, cartel members, just let them in willy-nilly. It's insanity. It's suicide. It's got to end. It must end. Willy slash nilly. Big finish here. Come on now. It's an information party. <laughs> we got a good opening clip about that topic. I think we'll spur a conversation. Mm. Got this question for you. Nikki Haley said to be giving a major speech today. Is she getting out five days before South Carolina? No. You don't think so? Okay. No. Fair amount of spe- I'd be surprised. Fair amount of speculation around that. People are pointing huh. to, no, she was just on a show, didn't it? Yeah. So is every other candidate oh, that yeah, got out. That means nothing. <laughs> every other candidate said like an hour before they got out, I'm committed and I'm in it to win it. I'm in it to the end. And then they get out an hour later. Oh. Hmm. I got a lot of thinking to do because I hadn't really considered her getting out prior to South Carolina because she still has money. And as you've pointed out many times, people don't get out because they don't have a chance to win. They get out because they ran out of money. How about and heard- humiliation in your home state? There's that. 
I've heard it stated many times that she's probably done with politics anyway and is going to go corporate um, and become very wealthy. Uh, almost, she's already very is. wealthy. Yes, yes. As all uh, politicians some, end up for somehow. <laughs> uh, some on the right of the right have suggested she's already gone corporate. Mm. Um, sometimes uh, corporate lackeys have very good policies as well. If we need pure hearts among our politicians, we're going to be searching for a long time. But I will wait and see with the rest of ye. That would surprise me. Yeah. Okay. So that's a possibility. Uh, back to the border. Then a unified party, a unified party to take on the evil Biden. Mm, that ain't going to happen. Um, the, uh, the border, Ben, that is a, uh, that's a situation and uh, when we live in California, we broadcast from California. So now it's, it's, well, illegal immigration has always been an issue in California. Trust me. Oh, but, cute. uh, the, the, the current rush, which is record setting is moving from Texas to California. Let's start the show officially so we can hear, uh, really the nuts and bolts of that and discuss it. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. Hey, it's Tuesday, February 20th already. The year 2024. Life will not be a bore in 24. We're Armstrong and getting. We approve of this program. Let's begin then officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here comes the show beginning at Mark. Here in California, you're not going to see any razor wire, no shipping containers, no state troopers, no National Guard. California is a sanctuary state. It's not trying to stop any of this. And as earlier this year, it became the first state in the country to start offering uh, taxpayer-funded health insurance to illegal immigrants. That's right. If you've been watching, I guess, Fox News, because nobody else shows this sort of stuff. If you've been watching the people come down that mountain, they're on the border of Mexico and California, into the state of California. They all qualify for free health care paid for by the taxpayer. Fantastic. Now, I, because it's early in the year, I'm still paying my deductible, my ridiculous, like, $3,500 family deductible. So everything I've done so far, I've paid cash for. But if I had come in illegally, I could get it for free. I should have. You didn't, did you, you fool? I had a huge mistake being a citizen of the country in the state and paying taxes. What was I thinking? I'm picturing a a scene at the border of California where uh, illegal immigrants are, like, elbowing for position with the borderline personality disorder suffering mothers of transgender children or trying to get their children into California so they can be, uh, you know, experimented upon uh, without the knowledge of their other their father back at home as California seeks to become some sort of pinnacle of, of, of woke idiocy. God, I was going to try really, really hard to, like, try to bring up the presidential race as little as possible today because I'm sick to freak to my bones about it. I'm sick to my bones of talking about it. But Gavin Newsom, uh, if he were to run for president, is he going to stand up there on a stage and say to America that illegals deserve health care? Good luck running on that. Uh, Right. I I am torn between... Twin impulses when you talk about Gaffy Boy. Uh, number one, he can't possibly run. California is a disaster because of his policies and the policies he he spouts off about. Uh, on the other hand, he's uh, he's very very skillful at lying. He's a t- terrific liar, class A liar. And, and very, <laughs> you laugh. Uh, I laugh. I mean, I- and very good at spinning the problems of his creation as uh, issues that were just dropped upon him by the gods. And that he is now bravely dealing with and struggling against, like Hercules of old. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't know. It's just, 
Well, seriously, I don't think you need anything other than if you're going to stand up on a debate stage, nobody's ever going to debate again, maybe. Debates might be over. But if you're going to stand up in front of the country and say, yes, people here legally should get health care and you should pay for it. Wow, I don't think that's going to fly. Well, I don't think it flies in California, but it's not certainly going to fly anywhere else. Holy cow. Um, Agreed. Here's my favorite story of the day that we got to get into in detail later. The Secretary of State for the United States, Anthony Blinken, and his office put out all the new rules yesterday for pronouns and words you should and shouldn't use. This is good lord. Well, well, well we're, we're basically at war with two countries. This is what the Secretary of State's office is doing, trying to uh, telling State Department employees to refrain from using gendered terms such as mother, father, and manpower. In a recent internal memo, that was mother out. and father don't use those terms. Right. Uh, I can't believe I have to inhale in order to exhale to say these words. (laughs) This is a radical set of theories, popular only among nut jobs. Feel free to ignore it. Call mothers mothers, fathers fathers, boys boys, and girls girls. Go ahead. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. And if you live somewhere where you can't do what I just described, consider seriously getting elsewhere. Somebody leaked this to the National Review. It's the uh, State Department's modeling DEIA gender identity best practices that they sent out to all the employees. DEIA? And whatever that is. Arguing uh, uh, in the memo that gender is a social construct and that a, per- a construct and that a person's gender identity may or may not no, correspond no, with Owen's no. sex assigned at birth. No, sex is biological and uh, gender is how you carry yourself. Has nothing to do with sex. You're still a dude, sir. Secretary of State Blinken. <laughs> and- Secretary of State Blinken encouraged his colleagues at the State Department to use gender neutral language whenever possible to show respect and avoid misunderstandings. That's it. I'm moving to Paraguay or Uruguay. He also suggested that employees identify their preferred pronouns in emails when introducing themselves in meetings. So there you go. Oh, my God. Even as most of America and corporate America is waking up to the fact that this stuff is stupid and it got foisted upon us during the whole George Floyd madness and we're firing our DEI staff, which is happening, by the way, in, in droves. Even as that is happening... Education and government are doubling down and going even further down that road of madness. Down this road lies madness. Do we still have that clip? That's our favorite clip. I will have to grab that one. Blinken's name is on this. How aware of it he was, who knows? I would hope not very, just because he should be busier with all the other things that are in the news every single day. But uh, from the letter that has got his name on it, the Secretary of State, Blinken's name on it. Commonly used pronouns could include she, her, he, him, they, them, and zezer. The Secretary of State explains, noting that in some cases people use a variety of pronouns or accept all pronouns. You know what my pronoun is? Is the uh, whatever I am, the under attache to the assistant undersecretary of the undersecretary? My pronoun is Mr. Secretary of State. That's right. As a lower-level guy in the office, I insist everybody call me Mr. Secretary of State. <laughs> Anthony, put that in your pipe and smoke it, you... T- you. T- oh, Lord, I almost said something unfortunate. Down this road lies madness. I Thank do, you, Jonathan. I do not smoke a pipe. I, I do vape. A lavender-flavored com- a combination of chemicals. 
I uh, find the lavender relaxes me. <laughs> Commonly used terms such as manpower, you guys, ladies and gentlemen, mother, father, son, daughter, and husband, wife should be avoided, according to the State Department chief, and replaced with words like labor force, everyone, folks, y'all, parent, child, spouse, and partner instead. Ah, well, four little letters will get us out of this discussion, I believe. Four simple English letters. S-T-F-U. That will do. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow, who pushed that? What, what, What young college grad pushed that at this time of all times to have that? rattling around the State Department. <laughs> uh, I, you know, if I were one of those, uh, I've been, we've been studying this long enough to know the grand, brilliant, evil conspiracies a lot of people imagined ain't that. They're just incompetence and, 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 and people with stupid ideas pushing them. Um, if I were more conspiracy-minded, I might suggest... Is this supposed to, like, get our attention? And it did. So we're not thinking about the border and Joe Biden being senile. Probably not, because this whole stupid, idiotic, woke thing is as big as it, that we were telling you it is. Yeah, it's too, it, it does too much damage as a distraction. Anyway, I found that pretty funny. Now of all times. I mean, it would have been ridiculous three years ago, before Russia invaded Ukraine and before... Israel was at war and we're involved in it. But now, really, you want anybody in the State Department, especially at high levels, thinking about, should I be using Zizer? Oh, you know what? I forgot. I just got a calendar alert. It's time for the Armstrong and Getty DEI meeting. I call it to order. Are we ready? All right. Get to work. Well, I'm a transgender man. Who I, did. I don't care. Get to work. I'm a lesbian. Congratulations. Get to work. I'm black, identifying as Hispanic, transgender, gay woman. Well, good for you. Get the freak to work. I'm a lesbian. Good for you. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, get going. How, how does the mailbag look? Fine and dandy. Cool. It's on the way. And our text line is 415-295-KFTC. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are they going to make more of those gold Trump sneakers? Because I tried to get a pair, but they're already sold out. I think I'd look good in those. I can't think why they wouldn't. Uh, yeah, they sold out. God, you got to make more. He's got to sell uh, 1.1 million pair to cover the costs resulting from that courtroom loss on Friday. I, can, oh, I think he could sell that many. Uh, at the risk of taking all the time for mailbag, which is fine, uh, I, I can think of a reason why they wouldn't. Uh, to establish the legitimacy of the limited edition. And then in the future, introduce other limited editions, mm-hmm. and people would believe they're only going to make 5,000 or whatever it is. Well, a million's pretty limited for giant country. Yeah, I suppose so, for, you know, the sneaker thing so big. How many pair did they make? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember if I heard. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. This is from Patrick Henry. Uh, Don and Alamo sent this along. Thanks, Don. The eternal difference between right and wrong does not fluctuate. It is immutable. Mm. So I says to myself, I says, okay, who gets to decide what's right and wrong? Right. And that was my first thought. And might it change? And the more I thought about it, the more I agreed with Patrick Henry. How about if what's always been right and wrong is challenged by somebody who comes up with a new, somewhat radical philosophy, for instance? Two plus two is five. Yeah. How about we give it a good long time before we overturn the time-honored and well-rooted in favor of the brand new and exciting I suppose that's the definition of conservatism. The truths that have endured for centuries over the wackadoodle freaking theories of today. Katie says the answer is a thousand pairs. They only had a thousand pair of the original Trump shoes and they sold out immediately. Mm. What was the price point again? $400? Yeah, there's got to be some on eBay. While you're doing, uh, look at a mailbag, I'll look that up. Mailbag! I love this from Cy. Guys, it's funny that the phrase dog whistle is actually itself a dog whistle. <laughs> you're right. If you say somebody's using a dog whistle, you're kind of hinting that they're a racist. Oh, my. Dog whistle, heal thyself. Thine self. Oh, here's one pair of the gold Trump sneakers for $45,000. Here's a pair you can get for $24,000. I wear a size 11. I gotta, because I'm going to wear them around. I'm going to get them all dirty, worn out. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, I love this. Uh, Sydney writes, got called to my son's school today. He gave an offensive speech. The assignment was to give a controversial speech. He gave a very passionate speech on why his bag of Lincoln Theater-style popcorn, complete with Abe Lincoln on the bag, is controversial and at best ironically disrespectful. But he got in trouble at school for that. That's pretty clever. I told him I thought it was hilariously ironic, and I took him out to dinner. Yeah, it's pretty pretty clever uh, as a topic. But what was the controversial part? It was over the top. I don't know. I wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't. But they said the assignment was to give a controversial speech, right, about controversial topics. So he gave one. 
But it, it, it was not within the narrow, narrow bounds of the ideologues who pretend to be teachers at uh, American schools. God, I would say in the modern world, may, maybe even when I was in school, an assignment of give a controversial speech just might not be worth the problems. <laughs> In terms of learning to write or talk. We need more militant resistance to the modern government schools. Hmm. I think it's rising. Well, you look at homeschooling numbers, private school numbers, it is rising. That new university down in Austin is an outshoot of that sort of thing. Love it. Yeah, yeah. A couple of universities are doing good things. My favorite headline of the day coming up about an asteroid headed toward Earth, among other things we need to discuss. Sweet meteor of death, finally? Perhaps. Don't raise my hopes, you. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Quite frankly, the response to the first show last Monday was universally glowing. John Stewart is facing massive backlash from Democrats over his comments about Joe Biden. Oberman tweeted, well, after nine years away, there's nothing else to say to the both sides fraud John Stewart bashing Biden, except please make it another nine years. Christy Jackson tweeted, sorry, but I won't be watching you either. Okay. Maybe not universal. But that was on Twitter. Everything on Twitter gets a backlash. I've seen Twitter tell Labradoodles to go f*** themselves. That's what we were talking about yesterday, is the backlash on Twitter is the dumbest journalism in America. That, as a libertarian, I want outlawed that part of free speech, where you build a story around a couple of angry people on social media. I want that outlawed. Right, or form an opinion, you know, thereby, whether it's backlash on Twitter or comments on a YouTube video, as we've said for many, many years, you can have a six-year-old playing a tune on a piano and, and get a bunch of, you suck. 
Somebody ought to set fire to that piano. You you call yourself a six-year-old? I hate you. Right. And then, you raped my ears. And then you could do a cable segment where you you show those two comments and have a, then a 10-minute discussion of what has happened to America's compassion about children or something based on wow. two whack job comments. <laughs> and then, wait a minute, then you post that report online, mm. it gains vicious comments, and you start the cycle again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nothing ever has to happen. You know, that's a good point. Uh, although I was struck by uh, it, 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 this, uh, it was a seed landing in fertile soil. John Stewart essentially saying, "Here I, here I am, trying to make some jokes, trying to you know look at both sides just to to find truth over here. Wait a minute, there's a little bit over there, huh? What do you know about that?" And 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 people just going bonkers on the left. Well, that, that reminds us reminds me very much of our situation as conservatives. There are times that we will, uh, for instance, uh, weigh both sides of the Ukraine thing or say Tucker was way out of line praising Putin and Russia. In fact, it was idiotic. It was indefensible and idiotic, delusional. Um, and, and people go crazy on the right over various things. You had uh, this note, uh, Jason. Uh, from 2001 to the pandemic and Trump, I listen to every show from you guys. Every show. I love your moderate, balanced view and agree with you 90% plus of the time. Uh, I, I would not call myself a moderate. I, I don't see myself as a moderate. I don't think I'm a moderate. Um, I just try to be reasonable. Anyway, then the political lines moved. You keep trying to carry the middle, but the middle is gone. Now you either knowingly or unwittingly carry the water for the left over and over. Examples from yesterday's show, it was a few days ago, but uh, include trying to be moderate on quotes from James Carville and Rob Reiner on January 6th, Christian nationalism. If it isn't clear to you, Trump's politics are the only side standing up against transgender nationalism, DEI nationalism, and anti-American politics. The left hates America. Then he goes into some detail. Trump is fighting the enemy while moderate Republicans such as yourself, Joe Getty, mainly capitulate. Why? I think he means you. Uh, why do you play the left's language like it deserves any credit? I rail constantly about not using the left's language, and I made exactly opposite the point this guy makes about the Christian nationalism thing. I was talking about a thread from James Lindsay that was pointing out they're trying to create a boogeyman so they can attack all Christians and conservatives and patriots and call them the scary, scary Christian nationalist thing. I'm on your side, you angry jackass. Wow. Dropped an, yeah. a, dropped an AJA on him. That felt good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to get it out. So anyway, uh, just and, and I think that has a great deal to do with... with uh, with uh, media bubbles and, and conversation bubbles, uh, you a lot of people have a very, very narrow view of things, and they get reinforced and reinforced and reinforced in that narrow view of things because there are enough people with that very narrow view of things that they lose the ability to uh, to see the Venn diagram. You know what the Venn diagram is, right? It's the circles that overlap a little or a lot, and maybe it's three, and they, they got that sweet spot where all three of them overlap or whatever. People have lost the ability to see, oh, look at that. Our circles overlap by like 83%. And it's just that teeny little 17% on the outside. Let's not worry about that. Well, no, we live in the age of going cuckoo nuts and hating people over that 17% and calling them names. So just, like uh, rhinos or, or on the left, I don't know what they call John Stewart, but I'm sure they're calling him something foul. There's a couple of guys with a book out right now I mentioned last week. I should probably figure out what the name of it is. Something about left and right 
being meaningless terms now or whatever. But anyway, they use this analogy of grocery carts and how and they 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 study politics going back like a hundred years. But uh, for whatever reason, for a long time, uh, if you look at a grocery store and outside the grocery store, you got two carts full of groceries and they're completely different groceries. One's the Democratic pile of topics or groceries. The other one's a Republican pile of groceries. A lot more meat in that second one. In the past, you would have gone and say you're a Republican, you'd have taken... Mostly from the Republican grocery cart, but some from the Democrat cart, and some from neither, and some from both, and just blah, 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 and then pushed your cart in. For whatever reason, and and it, it just it just seems to be culturally the thing, you push, you grab one cart or the other only, and, and, and that's the way we do it. And for some reason, and I, maybe I just need to embrace this, this is just the moment we're in, um... If you would grab something out of the other cart, it's a sign of weakness. It's uh, it's uh, it's a letting them have a win, and it's just we're disloyalty. Never, disloyalty. Yeah. We're never going to win that way. Um, uh, what caused it to go that direction? I don't know exactly. I don't know if it'll ever not be that way in my lifetime. But it's clearly where we are. You know, doing this right. show every day, it's pretty obvious that's where we are. Yeah. The, if you're the, the sort example- of guy that would take something out of that cart, I don't want you around. On either right. side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm reminded of our, uh, you know, the example I always give is ch- is uh, child molesters, pedophiles. But I don't want anybody to think that I'm, like, making a, a moral argument here. Um, it's, uh, let's, let's pick another terrible idea, whatever it is. We'll, we'll call it Idea X. I mean, it's an idea that's, that's just, it's not good um for whatever reason and if you in the world that existed prior to like 2004 had that idea and bounced it off people in your town in your community in your workplace your civic organizations your church <laughs> um you'd quickly get the idea oh that idea people have some pretty good reasons why that idea is not a good idea nobody else likes it. in fact some people act like uh, aghast that i'm expressing that idea i probably ought to take a look at it uh, which is a healthy way, I think, to to run your life and process your ideas, as opposed to now. It does not matter how idiotic. In the case of like the DEI stuff, it's it's uh, the idiocy of the DEI thing is it's almost exquisite. It's like it was designed in a lab by supercomputers to come up with the most stupid, unproductive idea they possibly could. <laughs> Although it's it's neo Marxism, it's designed to take over a system. I just, I don't understand why people fall for it. But anyway, well, actually, I do. I'm sorry, I've talked myself into a corner. Anyway, uh, so you've got an idea so idiotic that that nobody could accept it except one out of 50,000 people, one out of 500,000 people. You go online, you can find 10,000 other people who think that idea is just Marvy. And that has absolutely perverted people's thinking. And and you take an idea that's somewhat it's 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 not loathsome and idiotic. It's merely too niche. It's just too closed. It's too tight. It really needs some influence from outside, right? If if you know what I'm trying to describe here. Very narrow way of looking at the world. Well, any healthy like exchange with the world would show you, okay, I have allies over here, like that 20% 
non-overlap of the Venn diagram. And I got like 20% over here on the other side of it, and we agree on all this stuff, and we can accomplish a hell of a lot. Because you would realize in the old world that that's the only way you're going to get enough allies to get anything done. But now people convince themselves, no, our tiny little narrow like sub 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 philosophy has plenty of adherence and anybody outside of it is a rhino or a cuck or a or a closet fascist or whatever they call people on the left again or a racist probably and we have this purity of philosophy that feels great but it's utterly unworkable i wonder if it's driven by uh, our perception that the stakes are so high if your village and the other village are at war, you might not be able to have the luxury of, you know, the other village has got some points. Uh, anybody in your village who shows even the slightest hint of sympathy for the other side, you got to get them out because you're at war and it's a it's right. a war to the death. And maybe and that's like just all warfare, you you also on the other side you dehumanize the enemy yeah. so that it's more comfortable to kill them. It might just be that that we're all convinced the stakes are so high and the stakes are very high that uh, we just we just this is not a time for any yeah buts or you know they make a point you know none of that. That's I certainly where be- we are. Between my rambling screed and and your uh, beautifully concise point there, I think that's it. Yeah. We ever, those two things together. Do we ever come out of that? Because uh, the internet will constantly uh, no uh, convince no, we'll us that we're at peak crisis moment, right? Uh, yes, indeed. And it's all crumbling, which is why you need to invest heavily <laughs> in gold through our friends at the Oxford Gold and Group. it's all crumbling. You got your regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, at least a shadow of a chance of World War II, three, rather. One, two. That's right, three. Uh, look to precious metals. There are all sorts of good reasons. Even if you're just wanting to hedge against inflation, which is still hanging around and higher last month than they were expecting it, it's good if you got a bug-out plan to have precious metals because you can spend that always any time throughout it. You could get a time machine and go forward or backwards, and your precious metals would still be worth something. Historically, gold increases in value over time. And uh, the government can't track it either, kind of like that. Uh, so the Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now. You may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. If you just want the investment guide, they're more than happy to send that to you, too. Of course. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Whether you're ready to pull the trigger or not, 833-995-GOLD. Or if you want to clickety-click around, go to OxfordGoldGroup.com slash free. Again, that's OxfordGoldGroup.com slash free. Yeah, we got a number of different things to talk about today. But if you'd like to weigh in on that conversation, you could on the text line 415-295-KFTC. Katie's headline's on the way. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I have such a good headline, but I'm going to hold on to it in case Katie's got it if she doesn't happen to have this headline. Um, I got my favorite President's Day uh, leftover story, too. Katie brought us the headline yesterday. President's Day story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The whole uh, intersection of uh, Joe Biden and Abe Lincoln. Other than the fact that they played on the schoolyard together. Hey, man. Ah! Come on. Oh, He's that old is my point. He's super okay. old. Yes. <laughs> Ageism. Yeah, it is. I was going to have Michael get. I need a clip ready, though, for, for that discussion. So maybe we'll do it in a little while. Let's give Katie plenty of time. Figure out who's reporting what. It's the lead story with Katie Green. Katie? Thank you, guys. From ABC News, Kremlin rejects call for independent postmortem on opposition leader Navalny. Yeah, gee, I wonder why. It's crazy. From USA Today. Arab Americans feel a bone-deep sense of betrayal, and they want Joe Biden defeated in 2024. Yeah, that's that, uh, what's the congresswoman up there in Michigan who's... Rashida Tlaib. ...going around giving speeches saying, don't vote for Joe Biden. Wow! Yeah, I absolutely want to talk about that. Wow! From Fortune.com. Gen Z are treating employers like bad dates. 93% ghost interviews and 87% don't show up for their first day of work. Yeah. I've become friendly lately with a guy who handles hiring for a, uh, it's actually, it's a small restaurant group. Um, but they'll hire folks like to work at all of them. And he said, what did he tell me the other day? It's more than half of scheduled interviews that are no-shows. So what's... So I know that the younger crowd ghosting is just so... Such a thing now. It's just dating, work, whatever. Interviews, I guess. You just don't show up. Everybody does it. So culturally, it's become so common. But from a I-need-a-job standpoint... What's going on it's there? That they got another gig, or they decide, or they've got an interview for another gig that seems better. Yeah, I do know from trying to hire babysitters. I found out from a different sitter about this particular website. It's like the best known babysitter website in America, but I won't name it. Um, that people apply on there, so you can show that you applied, and then you get various services for showing you're applying for jobs. That's what a lot of that right. is. Right. You get your unemployment. You have to do a certain number of I, interviews. Because I couldn't figure out nobody why, follows up. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. figure out why people would not show up. And then somebody explained that to me. 
The uh, One of the beliefs on the left, which I find just so amazing, is that people follow the rules of the welfare state. And they don't immediately, cleverly, and aggressively figure out how to exploit them. From the New York Post. Inside Mayor Adams' migrant debit card boondoggle. No bid bank gets $50 million and border crossers up to 10000 each. He's doling out cash to illegals. Oh, yeah, huge piles of it, yeah, for coming across the border. Don't, don't come. The border is closed. Our message is don't come. But then he got the problem of that Democrat won the other day, Santos's old seat, by saying, I wanted, to, I would have signed, I did sign, the border deal. I voted for the border deal. Voter, the border deal. The, the Republican voted against it. And I just don't know how the politics are going to turn out on this. From Fox News, Elon Musk's first Neuralink patient able to control computer mouse with thoughts. Wow. That's true. Hmm. Yes. Uh, Elon occasionally guilty of hype, but I haven't seen the story. That's uh, amazing. You know, it's type hype. I've seen a couple of the cyber trucks out and about now, and I'm on the list to buy one. It's so much smaller than the original one he released. Oh. That's what's Ooh. disappointing to me. Anyway, back to you, Katie. From the Associated Press. Caught at border with pythons in his pants. New York City man fined and sentenced to, probo to probation. Hmm. He was smuggling Bur Burmese pythons across the Canadian border, apparently. For, for in what, his pants. Do we know for what reason? He was selling them at $5,000 a pop. Okay. Are they illegal in the United States or something? Uh, or hard to get, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, certainly, yes. Ver yes. Both? I wonder if he would uh, greet his friends with, I shouldn't admit this, but uh, I would often show up to my uh, noon 30 tea time uh, with a banana in my pocket. As it was my favorite uh, golf course snack. And, and, and I would the greet, ladies or because you were hungry? Mm -hmm. Well, I was hung hungry indeed. Okay. Um, and I would greet my friends with, you know, I have a banana in my pants and I'm happy to see you. <laughs> both. It's both. Yeah. <laughs> From NBC News, video of man wearing Apple Vision Pro prompts reminders from police to cross the street the old-fashioned way. <laughs> this is a guy, he was caught walking across the street with one of these Apple Vision Pro things on, completely oblivious to his surroundings. Yeah, you can see perfectly fine through them. I don't know what the, what the law will be on that. To me, that's just Darwin adapting to modern technology, uh -huh. doing what he needs to do. And finally, the Babylon Bee. Study shows 10 out of 10 babies prefer female boobs. Hey. <laughs> nice. I know I do. Oh, gender-bending <laughs> madness update next hour. Stay with us. That's right, Charles. The great here's, Charles Krauthammer out there. Here's a headline I came across from CBS News yesterday. I just think that it was interesting that they used this as a standard of measure. Satellite weighing as much as an adult rhino to crash through the Earth's atmosphere <laughs> this week. An adult rhino, you say? Why? Why? I know exactly how heavy that is. What kind of a standard for measurement is that? Boy, Jim, you went with a compact car this time. Yeah, but it's uh, it weighs eighty uh, percent of an adult rhino. Could you help really? me? Could you help me move my couch this weekend? How heavy is it? About the weight of a of a baby rhino. <laughs> <laughs> two rhinos. Oh, well, okay. two to two and a half rhinos. Yes. <laughs> We've got more stuff on the way in hour two. If you miss a segment, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.